Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about community. And while it's not a podcast about the sitcom that ran for six years, that show really did have some relevance to what we're going to be talking about today. As if you remember the show, if you watched it, if you didn't, obviously you wouldn't remember it, or that would be some kind of mind-bending trippiness. But the show took a bunch of people and put them together at a community college, and they were people of all different ages, all different ethnicities, uh, both men and women, although there were no trans people, so I guess it wasn't very forward-thinking. But they took a bunch of people who didn't have a whole lot in common and put them together so they formed this cohesiveness as a group, as a community. And every community has something that they're based upon, that they're based around. If you're a fan of any particular sports franchise, you're a part of that community. I'm a White Sox fan, I'll admit it. And it helps to have a community when things happen both good and bad. When the White Sox won the World Series back in 2005, there was this sense of family, community. When you'd go to the ballpark, everybody around you was interacting with each other. They were talking. Everything was great. This past off season, which just ended, the White Sox promised their fan base they weren't going to let money get in the way of getting a big free agent a la Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Then they let money get in the way of going out and getting one of those big free agents. So it helps to have that community so you can commiserate. And in the show community, that is exactly what you had. You had a bunch of people of different backgrounds who got together and were doing the same thing at the same time. They were all going through this great college of Greendale, and there were the bad things they wanted to commiserate about, the good things they wanted to celebrate together. And I think almost all of us have had similar experiences when we were in high school, college, or anything like that. And you kind of have a bond with the people that you go through those kind of things with. Now, having a sense of community, you'll hear that a lot, a sense of community, that's important. It helps people stay grounded. It helps you know that you're not alone in the way either that you feel, in the way that you're, you know, the things that you're experiencing are some things that other people are going through. So there's a big community around, you know, cancer, which sucks, but there's a community around all sorts of different maladies to where if you're dealing with something, there's support groups, there's communities that can help you out because you know other people have been through the same type of thing that you have. And communities pop up all over the place. There's a lot of them online. Some are really good and some are really, really bad. But I think it's really helpful for people to find other people that enjoy the same types of things that they do. What we're doing right here, podcasting, while it's just me sitting behind a microphone, no co-host for this particular podcast, but there is still a very strong community of podcasters out there. My show is running currently on the No Agenda stream, which is noagendastream.com, along with a bunch of other great podcasts. And this week, I helped a friend of mine show, That Larry Show, thatlarryshow.com, get added to the No Agenda stream. And it was really like, and you know, having a friend come over and join the party because that's really what this particular stream is. There are a bunch of different podcasts that cover a whole different range of topics. 
except there is a thread that really brings everybody together. In this case, it's based upon people that are fans of the No Agenda Show, which is the best podcast in the universe. And if you're not listening to the No Agenda Show, you certainly should be. Noagendashow.com, hosted by Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Adam Curry, again, the guy that invented podcasting. And luckily for all of us, he likes podcasting and enjoys having different shows on the stream that covers his show when it's live, rather than just locking it down and playing his show over and over again. He likes having different shows, different viewpoints to keep people entertained and to bring them in. And really what this community does, my buddy, that Larry show, he has his own fans. Now, he, they're going to be hearing about the No Agenda stream, so hopefully they come and check that out and find other podcasts, which I think fit very well in the fan base of that Larry show. And we also have great shows on the stream, including the Mark and George show, Nick the Rat show, Hog Story. And it's interesting to me because the more I got involved with this community, I'd be listening to these other podcasts by these other great podcasters that are out there. And all of a sudden I'm hearing them talking about my show. And now here I am talking about their show. So this community thing, I think helps everybody out. Podcasting, as you may or may not know, there's not a lot of money in podcasting for 99% of the people that are doing it. We do it because we love to do it. We love this internet radio concept. We like being able to share information in what we hope is an entertaining way. And it's really the hardest thing about being a podcaster is finding an audience and finding that community, the, the people that will like what you're putting out there that will stick behind you and make the show worth doing. That's really, you can do great shows. You can post them. You can do a great show day after day, week after week, but it is very, very, very hard to find an audience, to build up an audience. So it's always great when you can kind of band together with other people doing the same thing in a way where everybody benefits. My buddy Larry was really jazzed to get on the No Agenda stream, and rightfully so, because it is the greatest stream in the history of streams. And for me, this was literally just paying it forward. I had met Larry through a YouTube video that I had done about a piece of audio gear that podcasters use. He reached out, asked me a question. We started talking back and forth, and I told him I had been doing a podcast always, as I think I've mentioned before, always with a co-host. It was always that format because, I'll be honest with you, having a co-host makes podcasting easier. If you just want to get into podcasting, I probably would recommend going the co-hosting route because it really is easier to have a conversation, even with somebody that you've never spoken to before, than it is to talk to yourself. It's the difference in running into a friend when you're out and standing and chatting with them for 20 minutes, which everybody can do. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever run into somebody or gotten a phone call from somebody and it's like, hey, what's up? And you go, I, I don't know. It's much easier to have that co-host, to have that extra little bit of a safety net to make sure that you don't fall completely and utterly on your face. So if you're going to go into podcasting, grab a friend, get a little bit familiar with it, and then feel free to go the solo route. And if you have little voices in your head, that sometimes helps by going the solo route, but having the voices in your head doesn't really count as a community. Well, maybe it does. I don't know. Your, your mileage may vary on that particular subject. But I told my buddy Larry that it was great to get him on the No Agenda stream 
to get him involved with that community that I really, really like, because he's the reason I'm doing this show. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. He was the guy that said, hey, go the solo route. Don't trust anybody else. Don't have to wait for him. You don't have to worry about your friends showing up to do a podcast when you say you're going to do it. Do it on your own. I took that advice, and here we are, 26 episodes in. So this is kind of paying it forward. Check out that LarryShow.com. And, uh, and if you like what I'm doing here, thank him for kicking me in the ass to get me to do a solo show. Now, there are some issues and dark sides that come along with being a part of a community. I think I understand the concept fairly well. I have built up a few fan communities over the years. I used to work for a country music artist who had a pretty big following at the time. She's still around. This was in the early days of the Internet. So we started with a pretty simple website which then grew into a bigger website. We added things like forums. And I remember the early forums. And if you were on the internet at the time, you'll remember them. They were really rudimentary, very basic things. There were no images. And it was kind of laid out like a, uh, like a bullet point. So every time you a new bullet point, you would kind of indent a little bit further in. It was kind of hard to follow threads and all of that. But bulletin board software, forum software eventually improved. And what resulted was really the beginnings of social media that we have today, except for the fact that it was locked down to a particular community rather than being opened up to the world like your Facebooks and Twitters are. And I really do believe that that was the reason why people were able to have very detailed, very open discussions without wanting to rip each other's throats out. I mean, granted, we didn't have the outrage culture that we had today. But on this particular website, on these particular forums, we had specific rooms for different things that were off topic and people were overall polite. There's always going to be some issues. There's always going to be somebody that comes in and tries to cause problems. But overall, there were some very good conversations about politics, religion, all the things people tell you not to talk about. There were some really good conversations in there, but it wasn't without issues. And there was something that happened while I was running these forums that really kind of was a precursor and showed me what was going to be coming on the internet in the long run. And that was scammers, liars, and assholes. And there's plenty of them all over but you don't expect them in a much smaller community. You didn't really expect them to be going on at the time in this country music artist community, which really was like a family. People were having conversations. People were getting to know each other. And with that comes trust. So there was a certain trust. If you were a part of this community, there was a certain trust because you were vetted. You were one of us. You were part of this thing that we all were doing together. And what ended up happening surprised me at the time, but like I said, wouldn't surprise me. Today was there was a woman who was a part of the community who all of a sudden start posting about that she was sick, that she had cancer. And as a lot of people still do today, the community wanted to rally around her, which is a great thing. She gave out her address. People started sending her things, started sending her gifts. People were rallying around. They wanted to try to do what they could to lift her spirits. And as the weeks went by, 
the updates were, you know, things weren't going well. People were sending more things. People were sending cards. People were sending, you know, stuffed bears and music and all those other kind of things. And as this story kept going, I was getting a little bit curious about whether it was the truth or not. And the long story short is this saga went in a very bad way. The next thing you knew, there was another person who joined the forum to announce that his friend, this woman, had passed on. And everybody mourned because she was a part of the community and there was an outpouring of love and there was an outpouring of grief that this person that everybody thought they knew had passed on. Well, being the good computer guy that I am, I start kind of, there were things in the story, and I don't remember exactly what they were right now, but there were things in the story that made me go, hmm, this doesn't seem right. So I start looking at the logs, and I start looking at the IP addresses, and it came to the fact that the IP address the woman was using is the same one the guy was using to tell us she was dead. That seems a little bit weird, right? Because it wasn't a husband or anything. So I'm like, well, why is this? I did a little bit of research. And the woman had used her real name, which I think we've talked about crazy things before in privacy and the Internet. If you're going to try to commit fraud on the Internet, just one little bit of advice. One, I don't suggest you go try to commit fraud on the Internet. But I will say, don't use your real name. She did. Maybe she didn't start out meaning this was going to happen. Maybe she just wanted a little bit of attention. She was obviously a little bit sick in the head. But being the computer hacker that I am, tracked her down, found out where she worked because some of these messages came from her work computer. So again, if you're going to commit fraud, probably not a good idea to do it from your work computer and your work network that could be tracked. And I went the route of sending a letter to the owner of the company. It wasn't a huge company. So I sent a letter going, hey, look, this is what happened here. This is the woman's name. This is the story that she gave. I think I cut and pasted the whole thread on the whole thing. And I'm like, I think this woman works for you. I think she's still alive. If I'm completely off base, you know, feel free to to let me know. And I got a response. She was alive. She was not sick. She had never been sick, well, except obviously mentally. She got fired. They weren't really happy that she had committed this fraud, especially being tracked back down to them. But this was the first time that I was kind of like, hey, you know what? You got to be very, very careful. And this, again, was the early days of the Internet where we now take kind of fraud and this kind of thing as just, yeah, this happens every day. Back then, it was kind of surprising, and it really was more surprising because it happened as part of a closed community, as part of a group where you really just didn't expect something like this to happen. So there are dark sides of community, and always you know, kind of be aware of that, that there's always going to be somebody looking to separate you from your money if you're willing to open up your wallet. And it's kind of a sad state of affairs to have to kind of look at everything that way, but that doesn't negate the good portions of what being part of a community is, as overall, I think being a part of a community is a really good thing, and it brings a lot of positive things along with it, which was why I was surprised when this particular artist that I had been working for decided to make a massive change when it came to the website, and I kind of got it a little bit. I mean, when this whole thing started, 
I was the web guy. You know, this was a simpler time where one guy was doing a lot of different jobs, wearing a lot of different hats. And I wasn't completely, I was surprised by the way it kind of happened, but it turned out that the change was going to be made and they were going to be bringing in the big web conglomerate to take over the website. Things had to progress. Things had to get bigger. And the problem was the theory of the big web conglomerate that came in was that they were looking at things in a completely different way. And I believed it was a com- the completely wrong way. And I made that very clear. And what ended up happening was being clear and being honest, as it often will, when you're in the work environment, there's a lot of people who don't want the truth. When you're their employee, they would rather you just be a yes man. And I've never been good at that. Maybe you picked up on that here 26 episodes into the Random Thoughts podcast that I'm not a very good yes man. I'm going to give you my opinion and I'm not always going to be right. Although I think my track record is one where I would rather bet on me when I say something is right or wrong than the next guy. I think my track record holds pretty well for being right. The problem was when this new web conglomerate came in, because everything is about money, money, money. Like I said, everybody will always be able to find somebody who wants to take your money away from you. In this case, the artist had a fan club and that fan club had certain perks to it as a fan clubs still do. Fan clubs are still around. Hers isn't. And that's maybe a precursor to how this whole thing went. But there are still fan clubs around that charge people a certain amount of money per year and you get a certain amount of perks. Those perks can be all sorts of different things. Maybe it's bonus content. Maybe it's being able to meet the artist backstage before or after a concert. There's all sorts of different perks that you can get with being a part of a fan club. Now, the fan club, as it was at the time, had those kind of perks, but the forums, the community around the artist was completely free which I will still go to my grave saying if you're going to have a site that is based upon any kind of entertainment, whether it's a musician, sports team, whatever, having the community portion be free is the way to go to keep more people involved and to keep an excitement level up there that's really it has to be free. That's that's my viewpoint on it. Their viewpoint, this new big web conglomerate that came in was like, well, you know, those those forums, that's that's the most active part of your website. You should really charge for that. That should be a part of the fan club. You shouldn't let anybody use that if they're not paying you your $20 or $29.99 a year, whatever it was at the time. And I was actually you know, living in Chicago, as I always have. They flew me down to Nashville for a day, then flew me back at night to sit in a room with the artist's husband, these web people, the chick from the fan club that ran it, and was being told on why, you know, these forums should be paid. And I fought and fought and fought explaining exactly why a community would fall apart if you take a community that's always been based around anybody being able to join for free and then start charging them on why that was going to fall apart. The fact that they couldn't understand that blows my mind until this day because the what happened was the fan club eventually did take over the forums that became locked down 
the community that was posting hundreds of messages per week died. The amount of messages per week all of a sudden went way down, way down, way down. You could see this happening. Do they care? No, because they believe they were right. They put their foot on the gas and continued doing the wrong thing. Long story short, there is no paid fan club for this artist any longer. It's all free and nobody gives a crap because there's very little activity going on on our particular website. And I'd like to not have to say I told you so, but I told you so. You can't screw with the community in that way. You can't take what the community was based upon, which was everybody you're included. Come on in. We want you to be a part of this. We want you to help build up this artist. We want you to go out. We want you to request her music. We want you to be a fan to help promote. And then all of a sudden go, well, you know what? This all this stuff that we had here. Yeah, we're just we're going to start charging you for that now. So fork up the cash or get the hell out. I probably don't have to really explain to you why that didn't work. But this was the mentality at the time. They did not take the community. They didn't take it seriously. They didn't understand the power that the community had. They didn't understand that having these people show up at your website on a daily basis to be a part of something like this community was, where they were meeting friends. Of course, they were talking about the artist, but they were talking about all sorts of other things. And that maybe annoyed the artist. I don't know. Maybe it was an ego thing. But when you have people showing up at your website on a daily basis, that's a good thing. You don't want to start charging them and weeding out your base. You don't want to go, hey, you know what? We have a thousand people showing up every day. We don't want that. We, we want like six people. That would be much better because that's going to make it easier to sell our CDs and to sell our concert tickets. And uh, no, that didn't work out. So I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting where you look at something like this. And I get why the big web conglomerate did, because they're going, we need to make our money somewhere. And we want a cut of this because this is what's working. But it was working because we weren't doing business the way that you ended up doing business, the way that they switched things to that made the community disappear because guess what? The internet, when by the time this was all happening, there were plenty of places for people to go and talk to each other. The social media stuff was all actually starting, the Twitters and the Facebooks and that. So people went, huh, you want to charge me to talk to people that I could talk to for free? Didn't work. You screwed with their community. And uh, long story short is not selling so many records, not filling such big arenas. And uh, maybe they wish a different decision was made at that time. Because one of the things that I've learned is it's really, really, really hard to grow a community. But it's really freaking easy to totally torpedo it and destroy it in one fell swoop. And one of the interesting things about communities, too, is that they don't really work if they are too locked down. Because if your community is too locked down, it's one of those things. Like, well, if I'm a White Sox fan, you know, of course I can't be a Cub fan. Those two things shall never meet in the city of Chicago, and a lot of people don't understand that. This may be the one place where I'll say, hey, you know what, two communities should never, ever, 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 ever overlap. But beyond that, you should be able to be 
more inclusive and understand just because somebody likes one thing, you know, they may totally disagree with you on another aspect, but maybe since you're part of this community where you all agree on the team that you like or the music that you like, maybe you can have a discussion about that other thing that doesn't completely break down into name calling and saying you're a dick and I don't like you anymore, which is what seems to be happening on the social medias because I do believe that having everything together, having the whole world being represented on Twitter or being represented on Facebook, that you really start having a breakdown because there is no community involved with that anymore, at least not any real sense of community. And there are certain times where a community doesn't really work and a community doesn't really help. We go back to the uh, Hillary Clinton book, right? It, It takes a village. No, it doesn't take a village to raise your kid because a community is never going to agree completely on any one given thing. So how do you give guidance to a child growing up? If you have a hundred different voices and everybody's saying something slightly different, I mean, hell marriage is like a 50, 50 shot now. So if two people can't agree enough to stay in that little community that is marriage, how do you think we can have a larger group trying to control somebody else's life? You know, which is what we have with government, which is why things aren't working right now, which is because as these things get larger, they become much more hard to manage. They start getting out of control and you start losing that sense of community. It's really easy to feel like you're a part of your community, say, with your local church. You go to church, you meet with people there, you get to know them. If you got a book club, same way. You're not going to feel the same way about people at other churches and other book clubs and all that. So the sense of community really works best when it's kind of based on a more smaller, laser-focused level. So I want to thank you for being a part of the Random Thoughts podcast community. It means a lot that people are actually listening to the show. It makes it a lot more fun to do the show. I've gotten some great input, and I hope that we're putting out a product that is both interesting and entertaining And maybe every episode you hear something and you go, hey, I never knew that before. And that would really, that's what we're doing this for. And it really has meant a lot to have people that are cheerleading this, that are saying, you know, hey, you're doing a good job. I also understand the folks like my buddy, Sir Bemrose, who says, you know, I suck from time to time, but that's okay. Constructive criticism is definitely allowed. So if you want to reach out to us, there's a few different ways that you can do that. You can email us at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter, which is at randompodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B podcast. You can also follow my own personal account on Twitter at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. And you can also visit us on the web, randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com, where you can leave us comments, but you can also subscribe to the show. The links are there so you can subscribe for your Apple device. You can subscribe for your Android device, or you can just grab the RSS feed and subscribe in any which way you would like. All in the new podcasts show up in those places. And it really, again, means a lot that you're listening, that you're interacting, and hopefully that we're going to be able to grow this little community into something that everybody gets something out of. Like I said, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. Go out check them out. If you could do me a favor, if you have a moment and if you have a Google account or a Facebook account, 
You can vote for my podcast over at the Road Microphones Contest. And you can do that at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash vote random, vote R-A-N-D-U-M-B. It would certainly mean a lot to me. Like I said, we could win some cool free gear to make the podcast sound even better. We're, we're using a different microphone for this show as well. So if you think it sounds better, if you think it sounds worse, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. We're using an RE320 right now instead of a Shure SM7B. I know that's a podgasm kind of thing. Only podcasters care about the gear, but we're always trying to bring the best possible audio quality into your ears to make the content sound even better. And if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, be sure to check out the No Agenda Show at noagendashow.com, the Mark and George Show at markandgeorgeshow.com, that Larry Show at thatlarryshow.com, hogstory at hogstory.net, Nick the Rat Radio at nicktherat.com or Nick the Rat Radio, because why wouldn't you want to listen to a New York City sewer rat talk about all sorts of fun and crazy things like alcoholic mayonnaise, for instance? Definitely check Nick out. He is a talent that it's hard to describe with words. Just go check out Nick the Rat. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thank you for listening.